Finances and Boarding with Kathy Pfefferhahn. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits and then guiding you and educating you to your personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Thank you to everyone who's bought the book, Finances and Your Spending Plan Workbook. I can't wait to hear from you how it's impacted your financial planning. For those who still need to order your own copy, you can do this at lulu.com and search for Finances and or click the link in the podcast show notes in any episode. They're on sale right now, so go ahead and check it out. Today, I'm going to be covering hoarding, a condition that affects many individuals and their families. It's a mental health disorder characterized by excessive accumulation of items that are often of little value. This disorder can be difficult to treat and leads to severe clutter in the home, making it difficult to live in a safe and healthy environment, as well as having a big impact on your finances. Many people mistakenly believe that hoarding is simply a matter of being disorganized or having a cluttered house. However, it's so much more than that. It's a serious psychological disorder that requires treatment and support. You may have seen the TV show Hoarding on A&E, and while the people that they profile have serious problems, even the average person may have some overbuying tendencies. This is made more prevalent by being able to overbuy at big box stores like Costco that leads to needing a place to store large quantities of items, as well as dealing with the cost of having bought large amount of items. When you make a choice between two items, the item you don't choose is called an opportunity cost. As an example, let's say you're deciding between Fritos or Doritos at a vending machine, and you choose the Fritos. The Doritos become the opportunity cost. Hoarding caused something slangly called opportunity lost. This is when you buy as much as you can to make you feel good, even at the point of hurting your finances. Buying a lot of something means that you need to find a place to store it. It's the rare item that stays fresh for very long if we're thinking about food. Even sanitizing wipes have a one to two year life before they start to grow fold mold. Who knew? So imagine you spent $500 on items that you're storing and you're not able to use before they expire. The Motley Fool asks us, what if you had instead opened an IRA with $500 and then added $50 a month? In one year at 7% interest, it would be worth $1,119. There's an emotional cost to hoarding as well. Not only do people who love to hoard suffer, but those who love them do as well. If you live with a hoarder, that feeling of being out of control grows, and sadly, this disorder can be learned by those who are reliant on a hoarder, like a parent, by their children. George Carlin joked that, have you ever noticed that their stuff is crap and your crap is stuff? Well, that was the clean version. But taking time to realize that the many things we have may be ready for a new home. The truth is that you may not live in a home like those being documented, but you do have to pay for your things. In an article called The Cost of Being a Hoarder, they break down the costs of owning your stuff. The actual cost of buying items, driving to the store, shipping it, or online shopping fees that you may pay annually have to be included. We can't know exactly which each of us would spend, but knowing that you have to drive to the store or the cost of gas per gallon and shipping can help you see what each order actually costs. Then there's the cost of maintaining those items. Electricity, even for small items, can add up. I found that charging an iPhone each day for a year is only about a dollar, but almost nothing else you own is that great a deal. You'll need to look at how many kilowatt hours you use a month and then multiply it by the costs of your county's rates. 
Here in Virginia, it's about 14 cents a kilowatt hour, but it can be as high as 24 cents. Multiply that by the average of 900 kilowatt hours, and that works out to $170 to $252 a year. If you don't store your things at your home, a storage rental is an option. A quick search found that a 5x5 unit was $30 to $70, a 5x10 unit was $80 to $110, and a 10x10 unit was $130 to $160. Using these prices as a year cost, on average, you're going to pay $600, $1,140, or $1,740 a year. Some people have these units for years, and that adds up. And quite honestly, other than maybe sentimental value, other things you're storing, are they worth the cost? I know someone who put a $1,000 couch in storage because they had paid so much for it, but couldn't fit it in their new place, so they stored it for years. That couch actually cost them more money versus coming down over time, as any purchase would normally do. Depending on the actual value of items, you may need separate insurance rider if you have certain collectibles. Many items like coins, gold and silver, and guns are only covered for a few thousand dollars. Any value over that requires you buy additional insurance in case of loss or damage. Some policies start at $22 a month or $247 a year for $500,000 in damages and $100,000 in criminal defense protection. But you can pay up to $47 a month or $497 a year for $200 million in damages and $250 in criminal defense charges. Again, all of this just adds up. Maybe it has gotten too bad for you to clear it out. A junk removal company can charge you anywhere from $100 to $800 a load, with the national average being about $250. Dumpster rentals can be $300 to $600 a week, with an average of $400. Pricing will include factors like where you live, gas prices, the cost of local disposal fees, how much time it takes, and even if it's a busy season for them and how much demand they have. Most companies will charge you for how much space you actually fill up on the truck, while a dumpster will be charged for a flat fee once they've dumped it off. One great suggestion is to take pictures of those things we don't need, but they have a sentimental value. That way you have a memory of the item without having to store so much. The greatest way to downsize is by having a good attitude. This is a big job and will take time, so allow yourself time and breaks. You should make a plan and decide what's going to be gotten rid of through keep, donate, or trash piles. Then you can look for organizing products after you donate and throw things away. Or you could be paying more for organizing on items you're not ultimately going to keep. You can pay an organizer as well between $55 and $100 an hour. And the benefit is that they can help you with what's worth keeping or donating as well without you having to stress with the magnitude of the job. One way to avoid clutter after all your hard work is the one-in, one-out methodology. If you buy a new bowl, donate one. Bring home a new shirt, out with an old one. Because those who have true hoarding issues will be seriously affected at the daily living level, they may not know that they have a problem or not recognize it as a problem, and it becomes more severe and overwhelming. Although the causes are not clear, genetics, brain function, and stress are studied as possible causes. People who hoard spend their money on frivolous items over and over again. If one is good, then many must be better. And trying to help them purge can be an incredible challenge. So while on your way to your financial wellness journey, take a look around and see if you have things that can be gotten rid of to lighten your load and increase your sense of well-being while donating and taking the tax deduction on your federal taxes, saving you some money. This is Kathy Pfefferhan. Thanks for listening to Finances and Hoarding. 
I know you chose to listen and am grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also connect with Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. And you can go to lulu.com to purchase Finances And, your spending plan workbook. Finances And does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or a legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.